0: Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead right Now podcast. Where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between.
1: How's it going, Michelle? It's going good. Good. It's going well. The sun is shining. We have delicious drinks. Yeah. We got fun stories to tell.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a good, good one. You actually kind of made up these drinks this time. I'm sure she did. And we had
1: two. <laughs> Cause I two yeah, because it's two different ones. So we each tried them both. That's correct. No, we did like a Jolly Rancher type mm-hmm. theme of drinks. So what I did is... Fill a glass with ice, and then I squeeze one lemon over the ice, Mm -hmm. unless it's a crappy lemon, then a lemon and a half or so, (laughs) you know. And then I mix up some one-part watermelon pucker, one part watermelon vodka and one part pineapple rum mm-hmm. and then you pour that in about half your glass top it with seven up boom delicious mm. and then we did an apple version which is exactly the same thing but with apple pucker apple vodka and then pineapple yeah vodka or oh my god pineapple rum again did we drink both of them yes yes, yes we yes. did yeah <laughs> and
0: did we get a refill yes, yes. yeah
1: yeah. What's your favorite, apple or watermelon? Probably watermelon. I love watermelon, so. Mm-hmm. Well, it tastes just like a watermelon candy of some yeah. kind, like a Jolly Rancher or something mm-hmm. like that. We had a lot of the apple one over the weekend while we were playing our D&D. Oh, nice. And so we drank a shit ton of that, and it was uh, pretty popular. Oh, okay. We tried it originally with lemonade. Mm, it no? wasn't delicious, so we perked it up with that 7-Up and that fixed everything interesting yeah instead of uh lemonade we went with the fresh lemon and seven up yeah now we was had really our drink good.
0: Ooh. all right uh, no uh, okay <laughs> uh so anything else where we jump in i mean usually yeah you have some kind of crazy story michelle i got all
1: kinds of shit to say <laughs> no <Okay>. nothing
0: <laughs> i'm at all a right. loss this story is about karen willison Karen Willison. Okay. So, it is November 28th, 2014. Okay. And it's the day right after Thanksgiving. So, Black Friday shopping. All and- right. Yeah. Do you ever go Black
1: Friday shopping? I think
0: I went once and it was just okay and not worth it. Mm. But I didn't find any, like, there wasn't deals I was looking for. I just went for to experience it and I was like, well, I'm just waiting in a really long line to get...
1: Socks for, you know, 25% off. Yeah, so, yeah, I just sleep in. I think Black Friday used to be more exciting, and now everything's just open on Thanksgiving, so it's Mm, like
0: mm -hmm.
1: pointless. There's no, you know, waiting till three in the morning and then going out, so. Oh, all right. I don't go Black Friday shopping myself either. Oh. But does Karen go Black Friday shopping?
0: No. Because,
1: well, (laughs)
0: Karen has cerebral palsy and is in a wheelchair, so Mm, it's not her thing. But she lives in San Diego, California. And so she needs, she has a caregiver. You know, she helps her do daily activities because she's in a wheelchair and she lives alone. So she does have some help. And this morning she wakes from her, you know, Thanksgiving food coma. and (laughs) we all do. Yeah. She's not feeling well, which again, we probably all don't. This <laughs> girl been there. <laughs> so she calls her main personal care assistant and she calls her Diana in this. So I don't think that's actually her name, but we call her Diana.
1: Okay. She's like, Diana, I'm not feeling well.
0: Yeah. She sees she should come a little early. It's like earlier than she usually would come, but she's not feeling well. She wants to get out of bed and kind of see how she feels, mm. you know? Okay. So Diana says no problem and heads over. Diana has been her, like, supportive friend and caregiver for the last
1: five years. So, they've had a really good
0: relationship. And they're friends, too. So, it's not just, you know, work, you know.
1: So, they've probably gotten to know each other pretty well Mm -hmm. over five years. Yeah. So,
0: Karen had had some hardships in the past, and she was in an abusive relationship emotionally and financially back in 2011. But she finally got out of it. That sucks. So, she, like, started her own business, and her partner was just really abusive to her taking her money you know i mean she's has a disability so she's really easy target i guess one would say
1: okay um,
0: but she got out of it and now she is now starting to feel happier and you know she's
1: recovering more fully yeah yeah. ready to rock and roll in the rest of her life
0: yeah she says there's a long road to recovery from that but she has become a blogger and actually took off so people really liked her blog she wrote about her life and traveling as a disabled person Mm -mm. and she made friends and connections all over the country
1: all right that sounds fun she also has six dogs so we love that my god yes i do love that
0: (laughs) so diana arrives and that morning she got showered dressed and now they're discussing where to go for breakfast
1: mm, mm-hmm.
0: that sounds like a fun life yeah so then she heard the keypad lock on her front door beeping which means it's been unlocked
1: mm. she, so she's got like a special yeah key, like lock so people her so door her
0: caregiver can come in with without like a, a code a code without a key gotcha yeah
1: so they hear the code get put in Mm -hmm. unlock and they're like what the f
0: she turns the corner from her home office into the living room she saw a masked man wearing a light tan hoodie holding a gun karen saw him before he saw her and he was actually opening a bag of dog food and placing it all over the ground what so they knew she had dogs
1: Oh, is he trying to, like, make friends with the dogs Mm -hmm. by, and then distracting distracting them with all this dog food?
0: Some dogs ran from the man, and the one dog that would have tried to take him down was actually in their crate. So, they hadn't gotten out yet. But now Diana is shouting at him to leave. All he said was, give me your phones, as he pointed a gun to them. It was a low, muffled voice with a strange accent, she said.
1: Interesting. And scary. Right. That wasn't clear.
0: Karen said she did not have her phone. Like, I don't have my phone. Because she, I mean, she was in her home office talking about breakfast, you know? So Karen is trying to make sense of all this, trying to put this all together about the dog food, about the, you know, code. And she knows this person must know her or she knows someone who knows her. Oh. Because he, you know, knew the passcode and had yeah, you know, I dogs.
1: guess so. So. <gasps> Is it Diana? Don't no, tell
0: me. Di- Diana's in there talking well, about Well, but breakfast. maybe she like gave her the code or uh, something. Oh, it's a hymn. Oh,
1: that's what I meant.
0: So Karen did recently let go two assistants, but she didn't really have any concerns and there was no red flags there. Um, but since this was Thanksgiving, she didn't change the the
1: code. Oh, so she changes the code on a kind of a regular yeah. basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Karen tries to get around him to flee to her room to lock the door, but he came up behind her and pressed a gun to the back of her neck and cocked it.
1: Oh, that's
0: scary. She states, I'll never forget the feel of that cold metal or the click of the barrel. Mm -hmm. He again demanded for her phone, but she didn't have it. Then he unfastened her seatbelt where kept her into her wheelchair, grabbed her under her arms and threw her on the ground what rude right it feels very rude (laughs) he walked away and now held the gun to diana he made her walk down the hall and karen could hear her bedroom door open (gasps) it was quiet and see which seemed like for a long time but she heard bare footsteps on the floor she looks up and diana is running for the front door with attacker right behind her oh my god she waited to hear screams or a gunshot, but there was an eerily silence. She did not know if he kidnapped her, if he was coming back for her, or what was happening. After a little bit, her service dog came and started licking her face. Aww. <laughs> oh she tried to crawl to the door to scream for help, so the only way she you know, she tried to roll over, and that's when a man showed up at her do- doorway. She cried, please don't hurt me.
1: Okay, hold on. Yeah. So, Diana. Yep. Where is she? She's she in is, the
0: bedroom. So, she's in the bedroom with the.
1: With the a, crazy man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but didn't she run out? Yep, she ran out. And did she run out the front door? She ran out the front door. And then she's gone forever? Is that what happened? Well, I will, I will get to it, Michelle. Oh, okay. Well, I just want to know where F and Diana is.
0: <laughs> I will tell you. Two I'm seconds. concerned
1: for her. But he's, okay, so okay, this no, is God. a new
0: man. Yes, but he said that he was her neighbor who saw, like, what happened once she left the okay. front door. Okay, so
1: he's there to help.
0: Yep. And then another neighbor came, and they both helped her back into her wheelchair.
1: Mm, she, okay. The first thing
0: she asked is if she if they saw Diana and what happened to her. And one of the men said that she was at his house with his mom calling 911.
1: <gasps> oh, so she made it to a neighbor's mm-hmm. house.
0: Oh. Okay. I know, right? You get a little anxious. I was
1: totally anxious.
0: <laughs> the police came, but also the media. Karen had to tell her story several times and struggled mm. to stay calm when telling her father and friends what have happened. Oh, gosh. She hugged Diana over and over. So when Diana was in the bedroom, he kept pointing the gun at her. He kept cocking the gun and it expelled an unfired bullet and yelled for her to move. He turned away to pull a box with her worthless costume jewelry out of the cabinet.
1: What the fuck?
0: You know he's robbing her. You know. But once he turned around, Diana saw her opening her or opportunity, and she grabbed her small dog and ran. Oh God, love her to grab the dog. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I'm gonna start crying. I'm sorry. Once things kind of settled, Karen started to try to figure out who did this. The two people she let go, one was angry about it, Mm. but she couldn't stop thinking about the other one, the quiet one,
1: Jennifer. Fucking Jennifer.
0: (laughs) Diana then remembered that Jennifer told her that her boyfriend was deaf. Oh. And that would explain why he was not answering her when they were asking the questions, and when he kept asking for her phone, even though she kept saying she didn't have it.
1: Oh, so he was just going in rehearsed, I... and perhaps not getting responses because he could not hear anything.
0: Well, Karen told the police this information, and they said they would look into it. That evening, her and Diana went out for Chinese food. When the story on the evening nudes, k- nudes sorry, on the evening news came up. That's when everyone in the restaurant started to stare at her. She thought maybe because why would she go out to dinner after a traumatic situation? Get over it. OMG. <laughs> well, she just didn't want to be home. Yeah. She didn't want to be at her house. Diana and her friend actually stayed with her overnight with pepper spray and a handgun. Oh yeah. The next day, she went to a therapist. She bought security cameras and another friend stayed with her that night. And her dad was coming, like he was flying over to be with her. Oh, to come
1: stay with her. Mm -hmm. Aw.
0: Then she received a call from Home Depot.
1: Home Depot?
0: It was their fraud department and asking her if she just purchased two gift cards. And of course she did not.
1: She's like, bitch, I just got robbed. No.
0: (laughs) The card in question was in her wallet, though. Oh. So, she called the credit card company and confirmed there were more fraudulent charges from Walmart and a personal info search service. Oh. Karen thinks whoever arranged the robbery had copied down her credit card number while still working for her.
1: Oh. f and
0: Jennifer. (laughs) She called the detective to give him this information, like, hey, more things have come up. So, she even called the IHSS caseworker that she had gotten these caregivers from oh. and left a message about jennifer who was still a registered nurse with them waiting for her dad to come they went out to dinner diane and her daughter and karen all
1: went out to dinner
0: i like want to hang out with them They sound
1: <laughs> super fun they get breakfast
0: they get dinner I know. maybe some drinks you know yeah one. you
1: know they're having cocktails come on
0: <laughs> they sound awesome but then Karen checked her phone and she received an email and she read it out loud to Diane and her daughter. Mm. The writer claimed to be part of a group of mercenaries who were hired to attack her. What? They said she was supposed to be alone because remember she called Diane early.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And she was lucky that Diane was there. Or Diana.
1: These, they're jerks.
0: They said now a secondary agreement was now in effect. What the fuck? Karen had to send them $17,000 in gift cards or they will kill her friends, family, and dogs. And to back up that threat, they gave her contact info and personal information about all her friends and family from the database search service that was paid for by her stolen credit card. These guys are
1: assholes. <laughs> I was like, they're fucking threatening dogs. I am done with them forever. <laughs>
0: God, jerks. Also, if they involved the police or if anyone was arrested, they would retaliate.
1: I'm going to retaliate all over you. That's what I'm going to do. kind weird. I'm sorry.
0: I like it. With passion. Ahead. Karen felt her whole world crashing around her. She said that it felt like something from a bad TV
1: movie. Agreed. It does sound like something yeah, from right? a bad TV movie.
0: So again, she called the detective and she's like, hey, now I got this. So they said they would check it into it. Her dad and her checked into a hotel mm. and she said staying at a hotel was actually, she felt, she got the best sleep and felt the safest because it wasn't her home. Oh, Isn't that terrible Even that you feel more is... safe at a hotel?
1: Yeah. Ooh.
0: That sucks.
1: I know. And not surrounded by your six dogs unless I they know, brought right? them with them. No. The
0: Hopefully. next day she struggled to find a safe place for her dogs to stay. Oh. None of are going would... to Michelle's
1: house is <laughs> where they're going.
0: <laughs> None of us would ever spend another night in that house, she says. The police said that they were working hard to figure out who did this, but she knew that probably they wouldn't be able to protect her in the meantime. Mm. She decided to move from San Diego. She packed the most important things as someone stayed in her living room while she packed.
1: Oh, that's sad. I know.
0: And she had to find homes for two of her dogs. No! I know.
1: I'm like, ah.
0: And she had to sell her her house she sold it you know
1: i'm done with your story she
0: She was super sad leaving family and friends but diana the most diana risked her life to save her knowing she could have gotten shot in the back as she escaped so how do you thank someone enough for that Mm. but moving was a struggle because her support system was back in san diego and moving to a new state she did not know about their like how to get services, because every state is different.
1: Yeah. But
0: actually, she got excellent support for home care and even more hours than in Cali.
1: So does it say what state she moved to? No, it didn't. She's staying incognito. Probably, yeah. I guess that makes sense.
0: So in January of 2015, police arrested a man who broke in.
1: Ah, who is it?
0: And of course, it is Jennifer's boyfriend. Oh, we knew it. But Karen was not letting Jennifer get away with it.
1: So they just, they did not arrest Jennifer then? Yes. Just the boyfriend? Yeah,
0: and she pushed police to investigate her. She had already been arrested for other crimes, like burglarizing people's homes, whether at loved ones or funerals. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> That's real high class, I know, Jennifer. know, right? Good Lord. You can F yourself. <laughs>
0: But they did investigate her, and they did charge her as well with the boyfriend.
1: Good.
0: So both her and her boyfriend have received a long prison sentence and were ordered to pay restitution of tens of thousands to Jennifer. I mean, oh. wow, tens of them to Karen. Yeah, F- sorry, Jennifer. F-Jennifer. To Karen. But, of course, Karen doubts she will will see it.
1: Yeah, probably not.
0: I mean, restitution, at least in Oregon, it's, like, open for, like, 35 years.
1: Are so, you serious? Yeah.
0: So a lot of victims unfortunately don't really see that money.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Anywho. At least they're in jail. That's something. They're in jail for a long
0: time. They didn't say how long, but she said a long time. So hopefully it is. Hopefully more
1: than like eight months or something stupid. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: In the weeks and months after the robbery, she struggled with post-traumatic stress disorder, Mm. and every time a nice man who's, like, remodeling her new house passes by the window, her heart would start pounding because he wore a light tan hoodie,
1: just like the attacker did. Well, and I would be afraid, like, anybody could attack you.
0: Well, it's the thing. She said every noise, every, everything, like, any little thing, she's, like, jumping out of her skin.
1: Well, and I would imagine the whole situation is compounded by the fact that she's in a wheelchair. You know, I think about that with my nephews, Mm -hmm. this feeling of sort of powerlessness that they must experience, you know, it's like you can't really defend yourself and it's crappy. Well, even now, her service dog
0: is struggling because he is now barking at people and dogs when they're near her. Oh. And, she's, and they've never done that before. Oh. I know.
1: They're trying to protect her against anything. Yeah, I
0: know, right? God, I love those dogs even more. <sighs> so, they it has gotten better, though. Like, the dogs, I feel like, are more trusting, but it's still emotional
1: scars for both of them. Oh, my God. I want to go home and snuggle <laughs> all my dogs right now.
0: Oh. She said sometimes she even gets, like, a phantom sensation of cold metal pressing against her neck.
1: because um, oh. that's where he's held
0: the gun. And she has panic attacks. But, yeah, she still gets the best sleep in hotels. But, but she's I guess working she on is it. alive. Is that the silver lining, Caitlin? Well, the thing is, each year it has been getting better.
1: Okay, so she's slowly recovering. It's slow
0: recovery, but it's progress nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And that's what we love to see. Also, she will always need personal care assistance, but she's terrified every time to hire someone new because they never know what another
1: Jennifer would be, you know? I know, I would try to pull poor Diana out of San Diego. I was like, you're coming with me. I'm sorry. I know,
0: right? Aw. So, she's like, we need uh, a nationwide database for reporting personal care assistants who abuse and exploit their clients and enhance criminal penalties. She also says that they should pay their workers more. So, you know, Mm. stealing is not enticing. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Agreed. I do think that a lot of personal care workers, or I probably have said that wrong, it's like minimum wage work. And it's very hard. I mean, it's not easy work and you're responsible for another human being absolutely you should get paid a little bit more i mean come on
0: right exactly but she still enjoys like uh, crime shows like law and order and criminal minds and she even loves to listen to true crime podcasts Mm. oh that way you know she knows that she's not alone Mm. about you know what has happened to her so it kind of makes her feel a little bit better remember that she's not alone in her trauma
1: I will say that looking up true crime, like, stories and stuff is kind of tough, man. There's a lot of just shitty, shitty people in the world, and Mm -hmm. it sucks. Yeah. God, I was looking up, like, abduction stories, and it was supposed to be alien abduction stories, but I ended up on this whole line of, like, kidnappings, Mm -hmm. and it was awful. Yeah. Like, just awful. No,
0: it's terrible. True crime is terrible. Oh, God. People go to prison i wish Uh, they all
1: went to prison
0: yeah i got the story from the mighty and this is where she works so she's a blogger for the mighty and it's about uh it's pretty much like a website for people with disabilities is it like Like mighty people yeah pretty much okay so she works there and her blog this is where i got the story from she told her story about it on it And she continues to talk about her travel as often as she can and sharing her experience as a survivor now Hmm. and just being a passionate advocate now and raising awareness about violence against people with disabilities.
1: Oh, I bet it's unfortunately far more common than we like to think.
0: Well, that's the thing. She said that, you know, how many people who with these caregivers are actually... Who can't talk or anything like that mm-hmm. or getting, like, sexually assaulted or, you know, being stolen from or being abusive. It's just super sad that they don't have a voice. Yeah. Oh,
1: my God. It is super sad. Yeah. I just think of my nephews in that situation and I just want to punch everybody's face. I know,
0: right? Just be kind. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Kaylin. <laughs> she states... Like everything else I've been through, I am determined not to let being a victim of a violent robbery also steal my joy. I'm a survivor, and I will thrive no matter what it takes.
1: <sighs> Fuck yeah.
0: I know, right? Oh! Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> God. So, good for you, Karen. I know it's like, uh, I can only imagine how long it would take someone to recover from that.
1: Oh, Like, yeah. you don't feel safe
0: in your own home? Like, that is disgusting like I hear a lot of people who've been like robbed when they even when they're not home and they come home they just feel violated too like
1: absolutely my mom got my stuff. oh yeah robbed um two in, days
0: after I was house watching yeah or, no in the house
1: I owned yeah. and it just felt shitty like because they knew that the dog was outside that mm-hmm. day and so it just was clear that they had been watching the house for disgusting. some time And that's scary as hell. It's super scary. Oh, God. And just knowing that they were in there rooting through your stuff. Yeah. But they were not
0: smart because they didn't even get, like, the iPad and shit.
1: Yeah. No, they missed a lot of things. They got a lot of other things that were valuable. Mm. A lot of my mom's old jewelry and things. And that just sucked. Was it costume jewelry? It was not costume jewelry. It was nice jewelry. Dang. Okay. It probably got sold like it was costume jewelry, but... That was a bummer. It's just, my mom still brings it up every now and again. It's like, oh, that sucked. It was the worst. Yeah. Jerks. Terrible. That's right. All right, Michelle, it is uh, time for your story. Well, I'm going to change gears a little bit. We're not in sync today? No.
0: Oh, we're not? I know. Mm.
1: I'm going home. I'll find a new story (laughs) and then I'll come back in a little bit. No, no, no. So, I am actually taking us back to 2011. Okay. And Oh, I had 2011 in my story. Did That's you? That's she broke up
0: with the toxic partner. Oh, well, there I'm we go. I'm reaching for
1: straws here, okay? We well, you for nailed straws. it. I'll title this
0: 2011. Yeah, you got one straw. Yeah. That's it.
1: <laughs> so, the story is about Rio Kanoya. And, again, I apologize. Um, and we are actually in... Koriyama, fukushima nice. which is of course in japan awesome so good you, job michelle you yeah <laughs> good job <laughs> oh gosh okay back to rio yes he is uh he is 26 years old at the time of what you can only imagine is most likely the earthquake and tsunami that soon followed in fukushima
0: oh yeah in I, 2011 I know, yeah that's was it like made in history or it was? Some, it, it
1: was a big deal. Yeah, it was a big big deal. Um, so we'll just kind of get into it. Uh, Rio was at work that day, and um, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the earthquake struck. And so, of course, no one was expecting this right. giant earthquake to show up. Actually, there's probably one scientist that has been ignored this whole time. That was That's like the movie, like yeah. it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like all the governments, like no, nah, it's fine, it's fine. So the earthquake happened, so they were sort of recovering from this earthquake mm-hmm. when a tsunami alert started going off oh, in the town. So they the officials had predicted a ten foot high tsunami wave Whoa, to come.
0: That's still really high.
1: Rio's company ordered all the employees who lived in coastal areas to go home. So oh. you need to go home and you need to help all of the elderly folks that are in your neighborhood. To try to get out. So mm. they were all sent on their proverbial ways to go help evacuate all of the elderly folks in the neighborhood. So by the time he got to this house, which was only a half a mile away from the coast, the tsunami was supposed to have hit already. Oh. So they're like, oh, well, maybe this isn't going to be so bad. Uh-huh. Like the tsunami should have hit. It hasn't hit. So maybe, maybe we're going to be okay. Okay. So him and his father and both his grandmothers were at the house and his mother and sister were at work. Mm -hmm. He suggested that they all evacuate, but his father was like, no, I think we'll be fine because that time has passed. Mm. Like the tsunami is not actually coming. So let's just stay here. Rio's father went upstairs to hang out and Rio and his grandmothers were on the first floor watching the news. And all of a sudden, the electricity cut out. And the next moment, they hear his father yell, come upstairs right away. So Rio helped his grandmothers up the stairs. And unfortunately, they had weak backs and weak feet. And so they were just moving very slowly. And so he looked out towards the ocean through a window. And he saw something that looked like smoke, Sort of coming up at him, and oh. what he realized is it was actually spray from the ocean. Oh, so he could start seeing the tsunami coming his way. Holy cow! Yeah, so it just—I guess it looked like this huge bank of smoke coming up at You're him. Just so fast. And- it, yeah, it was just Whoa. this all this overspray from the ocean after it hit things. Terrifying. Along. Yeah, super terrifying. So Rio shouted, "We've got to run away." But it was too late. They decided to remain upstairs and just sort of hold on for dear life. I, guess. I mean, like,
0: where are you going to run to? Exactly. I don't think you cannot run or wave.
1: I think they were just too late. Right, right, and so right. So they just headed for the highest ground they could Aww. find, which was the top level of their home. So, Rio saw uh, the wave hit an elementary school, and it made this, like, huge overspray, and then he saw the tsunami hit his home. <gasps> so, it hit the, the school that was right yeah. next to his home, and then it hit his home. And But fortunately, his home sort of stood strongly against the tsunami.
0: This is much higher than 10 feet, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think, it's, I mean, they must yeah. have been, I think he was only like a half mile from the ocean, Oh but wow. I mean, we're a half mile in and it's now just coming yeah. up at them. So their house stood strong and they thought they had survived, but what they realized is this was actually only the beginning. Oh. So the water level rapidly grew higher and higher until it actually reached the ceiling <gasps> of their home. And at one point, he figured he would try to get outside, but it was the currents, like, it was just too strong. Oh, the yeah, The current absolutely. was too strong to even try to swim out or really do anything. It mm-hmm. just made all that impossible. So, what they ended up doing is... Like actually going to this, that little bit of air in the ceiling. So they were essentially like swimming around in the home. They didn't go to like the
0: roof, they just went. No, they just went to the
1: top level of their house. So they're all inside (gasps) still. Oh
0: my gosh, you're trapped. I know, and they're trapped
1: inside with just water coming right up. So. They got to that little bit of space Uh where there was that little bit of water or a little bit of air, excuse me. And then they just prayed that the water level would not get any higher. So Rio was struggling to breathe and he just ended up like not being able to breathe. And then he ended up drinking in a whole bunch of seawater against his will. And he figured he had died. Like, he just thought he had died. Yeah. I might as well exhale the remaining air in my lungs so I can just go ahead and die. Oh, my gosh. The next moment, he heard this really loud cracking noise. Oh. And he realized it was his home breaking apart.
0: (gasps) What? And
1: he ended up sort of getting pulled out of his house by a very violent current. His home sort of cracked apart and then filtered through right through yeah and like the suction Mm. of the water that was running through it just sort of pulled him out of the house whoa and so essentially he's getting washed down a drain is what he says it feels like um and he was just like i'm done forget it and i'm you know i thought i was dead before but now i know i'm dead i probably feel the same way He was drained from his house into a soup of seawater, cars, houses, and everything else that the tsunami carried along oh with it. Oh my gosh! To his surprise, he was actually able to reach the surface. Oh whoa! And once he got to the surface, he actually saw his dad. What? And was just like, "Oh shit, dad!" You know, and so, so he got out too. Yeah, okay. he was like sort of sucked out as well, but unfortunately. Rio got sucked out towards the ocean and his dad got sucked out towards the mountains. So they sort of got pulled in separate directions by all the currents that were going on. I'm sure it was just pure pandemonium where his water was rushing all over to sort of fill in all the extra spaces so he took his jacket off as he's being washed towards the ocean and he searched for something he could grab onto. and luckily he found a drawer of clothes that came floating by and so he sort of hung on to this wooden drawer and he was able to sort of get a little bit of relief Mm -hmm. because now he had something to float on against this incredible current that was rapidly pulling him out towards the ocean. So Rio was thinking about what he should do next, and he found a pile of debris sticking out sort of around this huge tree in front of him. So he held on with all of his remaining strength as he was like watching people get washed away all around him, and he was able to sort of grab onto this pile of debris and he remembered he saw this one girl who was on another drawer uh-huh. just wash on by him. Ugh. Like, he was trying to help and trying to, like, reach out to people, but there was, like, almost nothing he could do. I think that
0: would be my struggle is, like, I like to help people. So, if I'm in a situation where, I, like, I'm trying to save myself, but, like... There's a dilemma of I need to save other people, but you just can't. Like
1: just watching them wash by, like just hope for. Oh my gosh, I couldn't even imagine. Well, and of course he never knew whatever found of right whatever happened to that poor girl. He saw a lot, you know, going by, and he said he just saw all kinds of people just dead and alive, just getting washed by him. Oh, and of course he never knew what happened to the girl who went by on the drawer. Uh, He waited um, in that one spot on that pile of debris until the water got lower, and he slowly started making his way onto solid ground. So he sort of was on top of this pile, and then the water receded a little bit, and he was able to sort of finally make his way down to actual ground. Wow. When he got to the ground, he looked over, and he saw that his town was just completely destroyed. I can imagine. He hid next to a giant rock to avoid the strong gusts of winds that were going on. And this was in March. And uh, Fukushima is apparently very cold, especially along the coast in March. So he started shivering and he was completely soaked and he didn't have any shoes. So he's just like...
0: I'd be kissing the ground, man.
1: (laughs) I know. He's probably completely miserable, but also elated that he's alive. Mm -hmm. But they knew another tsunami was coming.
0: Yeah, that's what we learned from the other one. Like, there's always, like, a second wave or a second yeah. shock or something like that. Or
1: Well, and he knew it was about to reach him, but he couldn't move because he was too cold. And oh, he... no. Yeah, so he was just like, well, here I am. <laughs> A helicopter flew over, and he tried to wave to it. And at this point, he's just completely exhausted, yeah. tired, cold, soaked—the whole thing. And the helicopter just kept on going. Oh, it was, no. yeah, it wasn't there to rescue survivors. I think it was more just getting the lay of the land and oh, figuring yeah. out sort what's of what's happened, what's going on. So he, once the helicopter sort of went over him mm-hmm. and flew away, he was like look who's going to have to save himself. It's me. <laughs> like <laughs> The only person who's yeah. going to save me is myself. So he mustered up the energy and got up. He walked along, ignoring all the pain in his body Ugh. and his feet. And he kept calling out as he was walking, like, is anybody alive? And <gasps> oh. He did not find anyone alive. Holy he said cow. he only saw dead bodies. Oh, my God. Suddenly, um, an elderly man came toward him and when they looked at the bridge they could see a the fire department's vehicle and so they saw a fire truck and they're like, Oh let's hustle over to that. So they desperately ran towards it. Meanwhile they saw other some other survivors who were getting rescued from their roofs.
0: Oh wow. So
1: he did see it wasn't Nothing but dead bodies, but he did see some people alive, fortunately. When they crossed the bridge, they found some acquaintances of his, Mm -hmm. and they took him to an evacuation camp. Awesome. They can't remember how long it took them to get there, but once they were evacuated, the actual core meltdown of the reactors in Fukushima actually started. Oh. So that's when everything just got way, way worse. So earthquake, tsunami, Tsunami. and now a nuclear power plant meltdown. Holy cow. So because of the core meltdown, more evacuations were started. So unfortunately where they were was not safe anymore uh, and they course. ended up getting evacuated out of that and eventually it became the exclusion zone which is what it is today
0: oh and I
1: think it's just because it's so you know there's so much radiation yeah and yeah it's just not safe like for Chernobyl
0: people. yeah yeah
1: exactly like Chernobyl except for I think a lot of it ended up in the ocean oh really yeah they were talking about it. I remember back when this happened We'd be watching the news in Oregon, and they would show graphics of the radiation coming through the really? ocean, and when they expected it to hit Oregon. When was that? Two thousand eleven. Two mm. thousand eleven. Were you like six at the time? That's <laughs> that? cute. No, you were like twenty-one. I was ten. <laughs> I'll kill you. You were not ten, but 20. twenty. You can fuck yourself. You were twenty. If Was you're I 20? turning 30 in 2021. Ah, Michelle,
0: I am turning 30.
1: You couldn't even drink when this happened. No, I'm gonna kill you. My God, did it at least happen at the end of the year? I forget when. Oh well. So is 19. <laughs> That's why I think of that. I'm getting rid of this whole story. Okay. Back to the exclusion zone. Okay. So soon after all this happened, Rio was reunited with his father and mother and sister in an evacuation shelter. Oh, so they all survived. Yeah. Well, grandparents did not survive. So mom, dad, and sister lived, but unfortunately they never did find his grandmothers. So they presumed. Their grandmothers? Yeah. They had two grandmothers living in the house and they were... (sighs) Trying to get them up the stairs and higher. And that's when their whole house got flooded. And they were kind of trying to breathe out of that one. Yeah. And so once he got sort of sucked out of the house and into the current he never saw them again. I know. I'm sorry. If they weren't near the nuclear reactor, they would have been able to stay and search for them. But unfortunately, because of the meltdown, they had to leave. And so they couldn't stay and even Mm. look for their bodies or anything. Holy cow. I know. (sighs) Unfortunately, he actually has to look for a new home now outside of that area. Because that area is completely demolished. And they're just not able to return at Mm -hmm. this point because it's so dangerous.
0: And all their possessions
1: are gone. Everything. They start from scratch. Yeah. That's exactly. Oh, poor things. But they feel like they continue to... Have the spirit of the town live within them, and they're hoping to one day be able to return. and He's hoping to actually be able to raise his family there. Aww. But now, I mean, that's completely up in the air. Right. I right, mean, right. who knows how long that cleanup is going to take out or how long that cleanup is going to take. I mean, Chernobyl is still a mess. Yeah. No one that's can true. go there, and it's still wildly dangerous. Yeah. So I can't imagine it's going to be anytime soon. Yeah. Unfortunately. Ugh. Ugh.
0: How awful! I mean, at least like some of his family made it. Like, can you imagine just all of them just wiped out? Everybody gone, with nothing. Like, ah. Okay, well,
1: that would be good for Rio. You gotta watch that unsolved mystery that we learned on Netflix. They have a whole thing about the aftermath of Fukushima, excuse me, and that there's just so many ghosts over there now because all these people lost their lives suddenly. And their homes are gone. Yeah. And so it's like all these wandering spirits, according to this one woman. That's um,
0: crazy. Yeah. And they don't know they're
1: they don't even realize they're dead yet. They're just looking for their homes. Oh my I gosh, know. it's even
0: more sad. You die and you still can't pass over because you're like, where's my home? Where'd it go?
1: Oh I don't God. even know I'm dead. And so she would have to like tell these poor guys. I remember in one of the stories she told on the show. She came across a group of, like, teenage, late teens, early 20 boys, and she had to tell them that they were dead. Oh, my god To pass on, because they were searching for home, and it's just devastating
0: how sad would you want to be able to do that talk to dead
1: I don't know I've been watching a lot of the dead files lately Uh and it looks scary as shit because she's always talking to dead I forget her name but she's always talking to dead people and she'll be like the dead person is right here and it'll be like right next to her or like right next to the camera person
0: yeah
1: and she can feel a lot of like what they're feeling and so she'll feel sick or feel like Interesting. a headache from, you know, it's like, it's really painful right here. And turns out that person was like bludgeoned in the head.
0: Whoa. No, it's crazy.
1: The dead files. I don't know if it's fake or not, but I'm into it. Because <laughs> she freaking, their stuff is on point like mm-hmm. every time. And I'm like, what? I will tell a story from that at some oh, point. Oh, <laughs> okay, absolutely.
0: No, oh, yeah. All right. Well, I think those are some good stories. We didn't, we didn't connect this we time, t- but they were so interesting. Both of them were very interesting in their own way. Yeah. I could not. I don't know about tsunami, man. I don't. It's I'm not scary. close to the ocean, which is good. Well, I mean, like we're like an hour away, so I
1: feel we like... are not in a tsunami zone. Yeah. but... There definitely is a lot of tsunami zones on yeah. the Oregon coast, mm-hmm. and it is scary.
0: Well, my sister lives there, and I always get so nervous.
1: There was this one um, YouTube video that I came across forever ago, yeah. but it was a guy who came back from the future, apparently. Oh. So he was like a time traveler uh-huh. for the military, is what he said. Who could say? But yeah. he said, by 20, between 2025 and 2050, we essentially lose the entire West Coast. It, like, comes what? in by 40 or 50 feet. Really? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So, we'll see in the next... So, tell your sister to be to be on the watch. On 2025. Yeah. That's soon. Between 2025 and 2050. So, there's a 25-year zone where... Oh, shit. Okay. We lose a lot of the Oregon coast, according to this time traveler.
0: So okay. Who well. knows? He,
1: like, drew a map and everything. It was fascinating. What was this
0: on? Disney Plus?
1: No, I fucking found it on YouTube or some shit. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So... I'll tell a story about it next time, Time okay. Travelers. Edition? Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, gosh. If right. you could oh. time travel, would you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're like, duh. Yeah. Without a doubt. I'd time travel mean- to the beginning of this episode and stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, <I'm> just
0: kidding. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Sorry about the random tangents. But- oh, please.
1: They're all thinking about time
0: travel now. I don't want to hear it. They should be used to it by now, too. So <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and our website, ishouldtotallybedeadrightnow.com, And, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. I'm not apologizing. Okay, we'll say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Goodbye.